Asanya is on Twitter at Asanya underscore. Right, it's now 10 minutes past two. And in this hour, we bring you Wendy Nola. She is a renowned consumer journalist. And she talks to us every single Thursday, just after two o'clock. And we look at different consumer matters, the kind of complaints that she's received from consumers, the cases that she's had to be involved in. Lots of you alert her to different things via social media. And what Wendy does is that she does the investigations. She helps wherever she can. And then we look at those examples um, and we take your calls for and your experiences, of course, in the course of the conversation. So you can give us a call on 011-8830702 and uh, 31702 for your SMSs, your voice notes and your WhatsApps on 0727021702. Now, last week, Wendy was traveling and we weren't able to have a um, coherent and thorough conversation about the uh, wrong Pricing, you know, sometimes you go to a store, you see a price on a product and you then get to the till and you find out that the price is actually higher. What's been rung up is a higher price. So what, how do retailers respond to this? Number one, and what are your rights? Which price, price rather, should you be charged? Good afternoon, Wendy. Hello, Ada. I'm very sorry about my voice. Um, I'm now off the train and in a studio in South Africa, but now comedy of errors. Now you've got me sounding very strange. I'm not in any pain, but um, I hope my voice is not too painful for you and the listeners to deal with this week. Let's try. Yes, let's try and get through as much as we can because we'll be dealing with two issues in yes. fact. So last week we heard some uh, typical examples, more examples of when this mistake has been made by retailers. So what is the rule? Is the price that we see the price we pay? Okay. So there's the wrong price scenario Mm -hmm. where it's an obvious mistake and the CPA gives the retailers an out. So I had an example very recently of a, a man who saw a double door fridge advertised by a major furniture retailer online mm. <clears throat> online for 379 now i mean yeah. you've got to know a double door <laughs> fridge for 379 rand is not it has to be a mistake the normal price was 1299 wow. he bought several of these fridges obviously saw it as a big luck <laughs> and then the company canceled and he came to me to say um what are my rights? Should I fight the matter? And I said, no, absolutely not. As long as the company then corrects that that wrong price mm-hmm. ASAP, mm-hmm. they don't have to honor it. And, and so it, it happens often as a with um, air, air tickets as well. Um, sometimes, oh. it's, you know, like 600 Rand to Dubai or something. I remember SAA had a case recently. That's never, you're never going to score out of that, right? So that's mm-hmm. a, an obvious mistake. Somebody who goes into Dubai, uh, you mentioned it uh, last week, uh, uh, pair of designer shoes, shoes yes. for uh, 200 rand. No, it was supposed to be 2,000 rand. It, you can't, what the lawmakers used to call snatch at a bargain. The consumer can't <laughs> snatch at a bargain. Yes. Right, so that's that's that's, that's one scenario. Mm. Um, you can't force the retailer to sell you something at a stupid price if it's a very obvious mistake. The other scenario, it probably happens more often in, because for whatever reason, a lot of supermarkets in particular and what's ad- what's on the shelf or advertised doesn't match what's uh, programmed into the tills, right? Yes. So you think you, the, the coffee's normally 75 rand or something mm-hmm. and, and it's um, marked down to 55 and you get to the till and it rings it up at the higher price, yeah. which is infuriating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to cause a scene or hold up the queue so they just, you know, pay for it. But actually <clears throat> what your minimum right is, you've got to the till 
um, with that product, your your minimum right is uh, that you get it at the lower price. So call the manager, do whatever it takes. And you're doing it for everybody else as well because they must they learn to, to get their pricing right. Yeah. And then just worth saying, I, li- <clears throat> I like to talk about this because a lot of people don't don't know about it. And the stores themselves often don't advertise it properly in my view. Mm-hmm. So with Woolworths, if that happens, yeah. um, you get the first item free. And if you've got more than one of exactly the same thing, you get the lower price. So that's a, oh, a very big win. the second win. item. You, so on the, the second item free and then yes. on the second one you get the lower price. Yes. And, and it often happens when there's like a three for the price of two. Yeah. They'll, they'll um, make a mistake. So <clears throat> you really must stand your ground. A lot of the, t- the tellers will say they don't know about it. Call the manager. Mm. I keep checking on this because so many people come to me and say, it was never mentioned or when they mentioned it, they were told, no, you know, there's no such policy. That policy is in place. Okay. Um, and it's there so that the stores make more of an effort to get their, you know, their pricing right. Yeah. Pick and pay um, mm-hmm. used to have the same policy at Woolworths. They've now sort of diluted it slightly. Okay. You get double the difference between the wrong price and the right price. So the more expensive the product, the more you get back or the more, you know, the price is reduced. Uh-huh. But that is still some compensation. They do have signs up in some stores, but again, it's not very well advertised. So it pays to know this. And then, of course, to pay attention, to know what things were at the shelf and to know oh. not to be not to be on your phone or whatever, to know that you must say, hey, with, um, with fewer wrong. items in the basket, I think that's easy. That's possible. It, it, you it know? is. Uh, but big not, trolley. Yes. <laughs> and not all of us are meticulously watching what the price is on the shelf and are watching as it goes through the till. Yeah. I think if you're going in to buy something in particular because you know what the price is and it's a good price, mm. then you're more likely to notice. But um Right, right. Yeah, keep your tills slip and um I've advised people to go back to the store and and um get their, their refund because it's important that we do this. And I think every day many, many, many of us are overcharged um, Without knowing. We don't, we don't know. So I really appreciate people who who watch and who observe and who get their rights mm. and report back to me, you know, thank you for that tip. I, I stood my ground and, yes, I got it free or I got a, I got a big discount, double the difference or whatever. So it's worth doing. But the minimum, so that's just those supermarkets who do it. With the others, you, you definitely have the right to insist that you get charged the price that was um, on the shelf, provided it's the same item, exactly the same barcode. Yes, Because yes, sometimes yes, yes. they put those stickers in uh, the wrong place and they apply to a smaller size or whatever. So make sure that you you arguing from a position of strength. Yes, and, and sometimes the there's, item. there's no one around to help you. You like is this That's price the for That's this the item because the coding, the description might not be the precise one. Yeah, so the only sure way of doing it is is to go on the code. Okay. That, that barcode number, yeah. That's, okay. that's the, Here's yeah. a tweet and it says, I had an incident where the manager refused to give the lower price, saying that the price on the system is the only price they can no. take. But Macro had an error, which I picked up at home, and they refunded me, even though I went back days later. Oh, and, good you know, for them. Yeah, yeah, and I think when people deal, when these retailers deal with it in a, a, a way that gives comfort uh, to the consumer, like in this yeah. case, from handful <clears throat> underscore K, you, you, you appreciate it so much more unlike yeah. getting into an argument last week we exactly. took a caller who ended up getting into an argument with the manager who didn't want to give the lower price and yes. you know you <clears throat> leave so upset and even your sentiment and how you feel about that brand is forever tarnished
Absolutely. I mean, we all make mistakes and the way to do it, to deal with it is with honor, as in that case. Yeah. I actually listened to the podcast afterwards when I got back. As I said, I remember that case and I'm very unfortunate. The exactly wrong, wrong way to deal with it. So, mm. yeah. Um, as I say, it's very common in supermarkets and you, you really have a lot to gain if you're paying attention. And uh, and know that you've been overcharged. And Absolutely. No. And Let just call, as I say, you know, you don't want to hold up the line, but if we all just suck it up and, and don't complain, it's going to carry on. It's going to carry it's not, on. It's not okay. Yeah, let's take this call from Nicole because we are going to be talking contracts after this as well. Yeah. Um, Nicole in Pretoria, good afternoon. Um, hi, Arthur, um, and hi, Wendy. Um, my frustration is when I go very often into the retailer down the road from me, and I have a look at the eggs on the shelf. I see they, they advertise at 50 Rand, for mm. example. Mm. When I get to the toll, the price is not the same. I say, but on the shelf, it says 50 Rand. Then mm. they go with me back to the shelf. They have a look and they say, but the barcode's different. Now, when I take mm. a, a pack of eggs off the shelf, I'm not, I don't think to compare barcodes on the price before mm. I take it. I take the one with the, with the price underneath that mm. fits me. Mm. And, then they say, no, but the barcode was wrong. And I, I just get frustrated because I, I, I don't feel I should be the one checking the barcode. Yes, they need yes. to put those little prices in the right place, which they very often don't. Yes, I hear then, you. Or like the prices maybe for, for another variant, you know, yes, uh, exactly. of the same not product. The not the one that you've taken, but it's mm. right there at, on the shelf at the product where you, what you took. The other thing that, they very, that the retailer down the road from me very often, um, what frustrates me is there's no price. Mm-hmm. Then I've got to rush around and, and find somebody to ask them how much is this. And then they've got to go and scan it at the store because there's no price. Yes. Whatever happened and to them is like angry. putting a yeah. little sticker mm. on with the price. Remember those days, Nicole, where people yeah. would be yeah. there with that machine literally yeah. putting a price tag uh, yeah. on everything. And yeah. in those days, it was much harder to be um, to be overcharged because you at the till with the product and the price on it, you don't have right. to remember. Um, Nicole, it is a legal requirement to have prices. Sorry, my voice is terrible. Um, so that's illegal. Mm-hmm. It, I have to say, it sounds like you need to sacrifice convenience and find a retailer a bit further away. That's not going to do all these things. <laughs> True. And the, unfortunately, the barcode thing is they have got a point legally. Um, the barcodes have to match, but putting those um, uh, price, the shelf prices in the wrong places is either at best bad merchandising mm-hmm. or at worst deliberately misleading mm. so that you take the product and when you get to the till, you're like, oh, it's the wrong one and then you pay more and, oh, well, I want the eggs, I'll have them. Yeah. So yeah. it's really not good practice either way. And it okay. um, <clears throat> sounds to me like you need to take your custom elsewhere, Nicole. Mm. Right. Um, one says, uh, please ask your guest about this ad we see all the time. If you can find it anywhere else cheaper, we'll beat the price. Has anyone tested this? Um, thanks. This one comes from Brian. I think he's talking about game. Ah. And I have tested it and they do do it under certain conditions. Um, you know, it has to be exactly the same item. Yes, yes. Um, on sale that day, that very day. So you can't have found it a few days earlier or weeks earlier at a, mm-hmm. at a cheaper price or whatever. Um, and if you obviously have proof of purchase, um, then, um, or proof of, proof of the price, then they will, they will match it. Yes. I see. So, so there are terms and conditions, but and they, they do do it that. because, 
believe me, the advertising regulatory, what do they call Authority. it? Advertising regulatory board, I think it's called now. Uh. It's just changed the same. Um, they would definitely have been fielding complaints about that one okay. if um, they weren't honoring that promise. So, okay. Yeah. And on this price question, let's go to Ben and then we'll talk contracts because I think it's also going to get a lot of people's backs up once we get into that, especially empty and subscribers. Yeah. Uh, but Ben, you're calling from Randberg. Yes, Hi, Ben. Uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to say to you, I'm actually from Ireland North, but I ran from Tina at the moment. Oh, oh what happened? Oh, no. I know. All right, and then um, Zalika says, Pick and Pay used to have a policy that if the price you saw on the shelf is different from the one at the till, uh, the product is then free. I made a lot of money from this until they cancelled it. It was really not well, working for them as the prices were almost always mismatching. Okay, that's an interesting observation mm-hmm. um, from Zalika because Pick and Pay started that, um, the first item free if it's wrong. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I... Actually, bullied Woolworths into doing <laughs> copying them. Was it you? And yes, and I'm very proud of that. And um, so Woolies is still doing it. Um, yes. But pick and pay has now diluted it. So it's not that they're not offering any compensation. They've just taken it from being free yeah. to being double the difference. So if it was supposed to be fifty rand and it was seventy rand, you get it's the difference is twenty rand. You get forty rand as as compensation off ah. that price. So it's still quite obviously for the cheaper items, it's not that significant. But if the item is yeah. you know fifty yeah. rand plus, it is it is still significant uh, compensation. Yes. Um, there's one last one from Tokozani Pagati in Kempton Park saying at checkers, no arguments. You get the shelf price regardless of the correction of barcode. With all fairness, as consumers, we look at price, not at the barcode. And you're spot on. Absolutely right. You look at your own habits, the way you shop. I mean, who's got time to look at each line and Absolutely. each number and as a check whether or not they, they match? Right. Lulama in Centurion. Good afternoon. Hi, Aza. Hi, Wendy. How are you? We're good. Hi, Thank you. Good. I just wanted to find out, Wendy, right? So it's all good and well to know what rights you have as a consumer as far as this whole pricing situation is concerned. But I just wanted to know what recourse does the consumer then have if, let's say, a manager or the management of that particular store refuses to give you something at a lower price mm-hmm. and you should be getting it. And quite frankly, I think if you think about shopping, like, you know, for groceries, does it really end up being worth it for the consumer? Because if you are then now going to follow it up and go to Consumer Protection Act or maybe, you know, contact a consumer rights specialist like yourself, does it really end up being worth it? So is it is it something that um, is practical in the event that they refuse you those rights? Right. Very good question, Lulaba. Thank you for that. <coughs> I wish my voice would uh, play ball. Um, Yes, it can be a schlep, but in any in any circumstance, when you've been done down in the consumer field or any other, mm. unfortunately, it does require some effort on your part to get justice. So, but we have social media now, and we have uh, traditional media such as myself and and the station and and print and everything else. Mm. So, you, yes, you can go to the consumer goods and services ombud, and they're very efficient, I must say. But you mm. might wait a month or two. Um, but the, I, I admire them; they do a lot of good work. But if you use social media properly, if that manager doesn't want to play ball, you could go onto the, um, you could either just put it out on your own Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But I would suggest going to that company's um, Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Say at checkers, at pick and pay, whatever. <clears throat> put it there. Your manager, this is what happened here. If you've got photographic proof, right. much better. Yeah. And put it out there because you've given the manager the opportunity to, 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 to make good and they haven't. 
and deal with it that way. Be very, very sure of your facts, though, I would say, before you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think thanks to social media now, justice is a lot easier to come by. Oh, but there's some brands that are unresponsive. Oh, well, they, they just leave that to fester, even as other people jump on your dissatisfaction. So you're saying it is worth it. You're doing it not just for yourself, but for other consumers. And a shortcut or to, in, a way of getting a quicker response is to put it out sometimes. on social media sometimes. <laughs> I have yeah. to say, I don't know why the companies do this, but their, their social media teams are often more responsive than yeah. the teams that are manning their emails and yeah. their call centers. And I say to them when I when I do training, I say you're actually training your customers to complain publicly mm. <laughs> because you're not, you know. So um, I would say, That's yeah, true. if you've tried other things, um, do it respectfully and, and with you know evidence and hard fact. Yeah, and um, I'd be very surprised with the major brands that value their reputation. I'd be very surprised if they didn't um, yeah, deal with that uh, sharpish. You know, mm-hmm. th- well, they shouldn't. They'll learn. Mm. Um, there's an SMS that says there's a shopper at Val Mall where there is, where there are no prices displayed at all in all articles. Um, they sell electronic gadgets. You choose an article and the guy then gives you a price. Uh, I've never heard with, of such a thing. Yeah. That is completely illegal. Oh, so you're completely supposed illegal. to advertise or not advertise, Everything. but have a price. Everything needs mentioned. to have a price. Yes. Oh. You can have a basket of things with a sign on it. Like you sometimes see, you know, these items are thirteen ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the consumer can't be playing guessing games mm. and then get to the only, only find out at the till. That is completely preposterous. Oh, so I would love is. that. I would love for that listener <laughs> to to let our producer know which shop that is, so that I can follow up. Yes. If it was in Cape Town, I'd be paying a visit like tomorrow. <laughs> but no, he goes on to say the shop is between game and a bookshop. That, that's okay. Uh, so not, he's not sure name. of the name. He's not oh. sure of the name. But Wendy, what about because um, more of us are shopping online? What are the rules there? Okay, so you mean with regard to wrong price? Yes, and does it ever happen? In fact, and what governs it that? Because very often, I read somewhere the, that uh, online it's an it's it's advertised. By you going through the process of purchasing it, you're making them an offer. Uh, that's quite a, yeah, that's sort of um, the law that was sort of in place before ah. the CPA came in. And also the Electronic um, Communications Transactions Act would govern, would, would govern um, online purchases. Mm. But there is a problem. I know what you're getting at. The problem there is that the, the deal is done electronically without the... Um, retailer having the opportunity to say, oh my gosh, so for example, you remember the, the case we mentioned at the beginning about the 379 yes. Rand fridge. So um, we think, a lot of consumers think, well, that deal is concluded. The money's gone off my credit card. Mm. It's done. You can't take it back. But they actually can because of this um, obvious mistake thing. So, And it happens all the time, mm. very, very often. I've taken up many of these cases and um, legally, they um, unless they carry on advertising that wrong price when it's been brought to their attention, then that's a problem, but they don't. They're very quick to correct it because they don't want to then be liable to accept that ridiculously um, low price for something that's worth 10 or 20 times more. Okay. So that's the that's the reason we think, but the deal is done. You can't now tell me it's wrong. Well, it's because it's electronic and there hasn't mm. actually been the same traditional interaction of uh, that there would be in, in, a, in a bricks and mortar face-to-face okay. transaction. So, so if just like the man with the so-called bargain 
380 rand <laughs> fridge. No, uh, he bought, I didn't tell me how many, but I think he bought a lot. Oh my. Um, I think he was going to resell them. I was like, no, you can't, you can't score off that very obvious mistake. Yes, very obvious. Uh, Ben's been waiting. I do have to take headlines. So, Ben, I'm going to take your call and let's see how Wendy oh. responds after okay, that. Hi. Be, be, be very quick. Hi. Um, there's a place called JJ's Butchery in Modifontine Road, Edenville, mm-hmm. near the hospital there. Mm-hmm. And they, in the little local paper every week and outside on their walls, they've got big adverts for different prices. Mm-hmm. For example, they will have biltong at 179 a kilo. Mm-hmm. You go in and buy two or three sticks, that's like seven or 800 grams, <sighs> and they charge you 299 a kilo. They don't say anything, they just weigh it and they charge you. And you say, hang on a second, it's 179. No, you must buy over a kilo. Oh, and then, and then one of the on. other things that they, sorry, the one of one of the other things that they have is they sometimes say stewing mince, uh, steak mince is, is uh, so, uh, three kilos mm. at so much a kilo. That's understandable, but if they've got that price and you take two one and a half kilo packs or three one kilo packs, the one time the guy wanted to charge me the normal price, not the special, not the special, and even though it came out to three kilograms. Yeah, even so. But if you pack them in separate yes, packs. Yes, yes. But I think that, that might have just been the individual, not the owner of the store. Okay. But they, they often have specials there, and if you don't have, they don't say always, they, they don't say you must take so much. It's it's 179 a kilo or 199 or whatever it is. Got you. A kilo, and you go and buy whatever you want. You must check when you get home. You must okay. know that it's uh, priced wrong. Thank you for the program. Have a good afternoon. Thank you for sharing that. And Thanks, I think that's ben, another like to, way mm. in which we, we do get cheated out of the right price. Absolutely. I'd like to respond, but we need to take headlines for today. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you have your cup of tea that side. We're chatting <laughs> yeah. to Wendy from our Cape Talk studios this afternoon. Wendy Nola, renowned consumer journalist. Listen, after the headlines, we're looking at contracts. Um, if you're a cell phone, if you're an MTN, rather cell phone subscriber, then you don't want to miss what Wendy has been dealing with lately. 702. Asanya Mosaka. Lines are always open. On 011-883-0702. It's 25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, and on Thursdays, we talk consumer matters with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nola. Um, and she has been... Uh, Going, getting through our session with her in spite of uh, um, a sore, it's not a sore throat, it's just laryngitis. Laryngitis. Very <laughs> yeah, I've had, I also get it every year. Oh, every oh, year it's my first time in ever. years of radio. First oh. time ever. It's very frustrating. Yeah, we have no control on, over it. Nothing. No, I've done every remedy you can think of. Oh, my. Anyway. Um, I wanted to say a quick word about Biltong because I did a story for this for the Sunday Times a couple of years ago and it infuriates me that people who, mostly people who sell Biltong, have you noticed they don't put the price per kilo, they don't advertise it at their stands. Mm. You just go and pay, you say, I want 30 rand or I want 40 rand. Yes, and, yes. And some places you'll get a bigger bag than others, but that's not legal. They need to put the price there and they won't. the reason they don't is because it's a huge number per kilogram, right? Uh-huh. And they don't want to scare their customers off. But it's not legal. And they just defy. They know it's not legal. They just defy it. And so it needs more consumers to say, hey, you need to put your prices up here. Or take photos and put on social media and say, look, they're not advertising their prices. I feel strongly about it. We we get what we're prepared to accept. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Just notice that when you go and buy Biltong, very few of them will put prices up. For the kilo. 
for the per kilo. That's what you're okay. supposed to do. All right. I know people are going to come along and say, give me 20 rand, give me 40 rand. That's what I do. Not, not ask. I know. We all do it. But you think about it. You need to, you should know what it is. So you can compare which mm. place mm. is the cheapest built on. Because unless they put the price there, how do you know? Mm. And they're collectively all not, well, in the mm. main, not doing it as, as, not a, doing it. as a group. Not doing it. Yeah. Right. So I just got a, a WhatsApp when I mentioned MTN and it is definitely up the alley of what we're discussing today. Yes. And this yes. One from Eileen in Morrowfontein on WhatsApp. She says, MTN have notified their contract customers that their monthly subscription will increase from one May due to inflationary pressures. Surely a contract is a contract. And if you sign for X mm. amount for two years, then it should remain so for the full two year period. And as for inflationary pressures, this is from a company whose CEO earns 117,000 Rand per day. And she adds an angry face emoji. Uh, Eileen, sure. this is exactly what we're talking about She's- today. She's perfectly expressed the views of so many MTN customers. Let me just say before we carry on, it's not the first time MTN has done this. It was about three to four years ago they did it, but Vodacom and Salsi have done it as well in the past. Right. Um, So what we expect is that they can put their contract prices up, but don't mess with people who have an existing contract, and that's what's infuriated people. Mm. Um, Is it legal? People have been asking me. Technically, yes, it is. Um, So... As as Aline says, you expect you know one of the upsides of committing to a contract is that for the duration, whether it's a gym contract or a cell phone contract or a, r- a rental agreement that you've signed, mm. for whatever term of the contract, six months, a year, two years, that is what you're going to pay and no more. And so MTN and the companies that do this mess with consumer trust when when they do this. So inflationary pressures, yes. Why isn't it fair? It's not fair because we don't get to give them a month's notice of the fact that yellow. From May 1, we've actually decided due to inflationary pressures, we're not going to pay 199 a month as per our agreement. We think 180 would be actually better. Mm. So mm. there we go. No, what happens if we do that? We get blacklisted. We get the, our service suspended. We get everything they can throw at us. Lots of consequences. What do consumers get? They get the right to cancel. Right? The, the, the Consumer Protection Act says if you give a right, if a company in their contract, which is what MTN has done, number sixteen, clause sixteen, we 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 can we can um, change the the contract price, the wow. subscription price. You can only do that if you give the consumer the right to cancel, right? Which sounds fair. Wait, actually they, so yeah. the the clause does say that they're allowed to increase the subscription on an existing contract. Yes. Uh, where does the option to cancel the contract uh, you, factor it doesn't, in? It's, well, the, the, the CPA, Consumer Protection Act, says yes. that such a clause would be unfair unless it offered the consumer the right to cancel. Oh, so and if, I spoke to the, if I increase my prices, you can cancel. Yes, but there's a trick when it comes to cell phone uh, contracts oh. because I discussed this with um, uh, the wonderful... Um, who's the consumer goods and services ombud. Mm. And um, she said she took issue with the way that MTN handled it because they didn't say in notice as they should that, um, in, you know, that notification that our, our, our listener was talking about, mm. uh, that you, you have the right to cancel and you must do it within the notice period. So within now, this month, Ma- April, that's all very well in theory. You can cancel, but... Unlike with a rental contract where you would cancel without penalty or whatever if they put yes, the rent up yes, during yes. your thing. With a cell phone contract, we are 
effectively over 24 months. Along with our subscription, we are paying off our phones, and that's a lot of money. So for somebody that's signed in the last month or even the last six months, Mm -hmm. to pay a lump sum for the remainder of what you owe on your smartphone is going to be prohibitive. So you can't really exercise that right to cancel in protest. Yes, because then you have to pay the Yes, and that's what makes it so unfair to me and many others is that they've done it unilaterally. Yes, you can cancel, but actually... Especially if you're at the beginning of a contract. No, you can't afford to really. So just suck it up. And I think, um, you know, I think companies should think very long and hard about doing that because we're all under inflationary pressures. Yes. I have to say in 2015, um, Celsius, after Vodacom had done it actually, and there was a storm of protest about it, um, put up the contract fees mid, mid contract. Yeah. They came out and said, having just done it themselves not too long before that, they said, we're going to take that clause out of our contract. We will not allow ourselves to, to mess with the, um, subscription fee in an existing contract. I've gone back to them this week more than once actually to query if that's still the case. And I haven't had a response. So I went online and I looked at their contracts and I couldn't see that, um, I couldn't see that clause, so okay. I, I stand to be corrected. As I've tried to get verification, it seems that Salsi um, doesn't have that in their in their um, in, in their, their contract. contract. And I, I, you know, whether or not you have the right to technically to cancel or not, I, I just don't think any fair-minded person would think it it it's um, fair or consumer-friendly at all mm. to give yourself mm. that right as a company when mm. when your customer has no. Um, right to do any such thing themselves. Yes, let's hear so, from Eugene, um, uh, who seems to be a, uh, an MTN customer as well. Eugene, good afternoon. Uh, hi there, yes. Um, about a month ago, I got contacted by um, an agent of MTN uh, because I was due for an upgrade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did the upgrade telephonically. Mm. I stated emphatically that I would like the contract emailed to me so that I could peruse it at my own um, leisure. Mm-hmm. And um, now I find out that the, the billing is not what it's supposed to be. Um, and a month after that I've entered into this contract, they want to up the monthly premium. So, number one, I'm not paying what I was supposed to pay. I'm paying more. And besides that I'm paying more, at the, at the end of May, they're going to increase yeah. the monthly subscription. Um, and, I mean, we, I know we're talking with about MTN right now. But I've got a similar problem with Vodacom, mm. and it's not regarding, um, you know, a, a cell phone contract, but a data contract. And I've actually done some uh, um, investigation and found that all four major networks have slight changes regarding the data rollover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in actual fact, all four of them have only increased the window from 30 days to 60, 60 days. Your yeah, data yeah. will still expire. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's no recourse, no recourse whatsoever. Mm. Wendy, well, on the on the data thing, yes, very disappointing because what, and according to my understanding and those of that of other people's, the Consumer Protection Act says that um, what you pre-purchase should be available for you to redeem fully for up to three years. And that that, that industry has just found a way of yeah. making it not applicable to them. And yes. What what Icasa came up with eventually after a lot of pushback from industry is mm-hmm. is a is a some small softening of that very um 
you know, quick expiry of, of data. They've kind of introduced this sort of rollover with all these conditions. And in effect, we just have it rolls over not quite as fast as it did before, but it's still, to my mind anyway, unfriendly. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've, we've tackled that on a, on a recent show. I just wanted to comment, um, Eugene, on the fact that you took out this contract Recently. over the phone. Yeah. And they, they, um, you didn't say it, but you, I got that you didn't actually get a copy of your contract. Is that right? didn't get a copy. I had to follow up with MTN, and a month later, um, because the service provider, which is Summer Mobile, they're very helpful, very queued up, reverted me, uh, referred me back to MTN. Eventually, I got the contract, and when I got the contract, it is not what was agreed upon. Okay. So, uh, it's so not what weird. was agreed upon. I'm paying more on the subscription, yes, and it's yeah, not just you. paying more on the subscription. First of May, that's going to... Uh, Even um, more. Even more. Again. Right. Okay, I, I want to say to you that, that your the recording of that telephone mm-hmm. that sales call is your proof. It's your mandate of what was disclosed and what you agreed to. Eugene, so it's very important that you go back and I've you... i just received claim- that this morning. Oh, I received good. that this morning. So you asked for the call. You asked for that yes. call. Uh-huh. Now you can prove it, and and you, you use that to prove your case. And they must. You can't do anything about the four um, percent increase or whatever it is on your package, because uh, it was an average of four percent. So it, it it varies. Oh my! But you oh can my. you can um, insist that that four percent must be added to the amount that you were that you were thought that you that you agreed to in the phone call, not okay. what landed up being on your contract. Exactly. Um, All right. So, so I'm glad you got the recording. Well done. And let me know if you need any help fighting that one. But you shouldn't. It sounds like you've got the ammunition that you need. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting case study. Thank you so much, Eugene, because, Wendy, in the podcast that you do, uh, you do touch on the fact that these the, the telephone conversation is a form of a contract, right? Absolutely. And we're always told that they record them uh, and so on. Uh, but sometimes we're not given access to that no. recording mm. of the call. Uh, yeah, it's. I've handled so many cases. It's one of my um, pet topics. Um, mm. I've, I've fought for many consumers to get hold of that um, yeah. that recording because it's like signing a written contract and then the person behind the desk saying, "No, you mm. can't have a copy." That's preposterous. Yes, the act says you have to get a written copy, but on the subject of a, of a call recording, when the call recording becomes the mandate, yeah. takes the place, it says. Only that the um, the service provider, the company, must keep a copy. But the I think it was just an oversight by the legislators. Okay. So the National Consumer Commission, Ibrahim um, Mohammed, is on record. I've quoted him several times as saying, "No, the the company must provide a copy when there's a dispute. Okay. So there's no way they can hold on to it and say and not give you the means to fight." Them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as in Eugene's case, when you have a, you have an agreement, but they're not giving you a copy of the agreement so that you can prove that they're mm. not sticking to it. I mean, can you think of anything more preposterous? It is ridiculous. That? So I'm, I'm very happy to help any listener who's having a problem with that because I feel really strongly about it. If you need a call recording in which you agree to a product or a service, and the company's not giving it to you, you're welcome to to let me know because okay. I, I'd like to take that up. So let's take other calls after the break regarding uh, various contracts. Well, we've looked at the MTN example, which is a cell phone contract, of course, which uh, MTN has uh, uh, said will be going up, right? So uh, due to inflationary pressures, and I see your outrage as well. Um, and uh, I'll read some of your other SMSs and uh, WhatsApp. So then we'll look at some of the pitfalls when it comes to, say, motor, contracts with motor dealerships, removal companies, you know, 
know, we're so ready, we get into contracts and sometimes we don't read the fine print and those terms can actually change. 702 SMS Azania on 31702. Nine minutes to uh, three o'clock and we're still with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nola and uh, we're looking at contracts in light of uh, the increases that uh, MTN has notified their customers about. If you're an MTN customer uh, at the weekend, you may have received an SMS saying yellow from the 1st of May. Your subscription is going up due to inflationary pressures. So depending on the package that you're on or the terms of your contract, please take a closer look, go and inquire with your service provider because this just may affect you and the subscription will be going up by around four percent on average so there are people that are going to experience a higher end of this increase of due to inflationary pressures um the hd underscore 40 says a signed upgrade in november 2018 mtn inflationary pressures has not translated at uh, to any increase where i work it sounds like we have no option here uh quite disappointed and then dominique you're calling us from uh Rodiport. hello Hi, Azane. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dominic? I'm very, very disappointed. Uh, I'm one of the MTN customers. Mm. Now, they are changing the terms mid-term. But I don't have an option as a customer to also change the terms mid-term. Once I say to them I want to cancel, then they invoke their penalty charges. I feel this is a very, very unfair practice by MTN. And there's nothing exceptional this year that has happened that one would say is justifies their increase. We've always lived in inflationary mm-hmm. situation in mm-hmm. South Africa. Nothing so special that they can really justify. This is a ploy to try and make sure that they serve got themselves against the rollover of the data and all that kind of stuff. They just don't want to follow any of the South African rules. MTN, I feel like they want to to, to run like a a very bully company. It's very unfair what they're doing to customers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your uh, out for expressing how you're feeling, your outrage at the situation, um, Dominic, mm. because this certainly echoes the sentiment of many others um, on the other platforms that uh, we we have. How do you respond, Wendy? Well, yeah. Other than to echo what you've said, he Dominic has um, <clears throat> perfectly encapsulated the feelings yes. of, of many others. So when you do that kind of thing, whether technically you can or legally you can or not. Um, you are messing with the trust of your customers and the mm-hmm. rest of the market. And as he says, the others haven't done it. <clears throat> as far as I'm aware, um, Celsi doesn't have a, a clause in its terms and oh. in its agreement that allows them to do it. <clears throat> I know Vodacom does. They last did it in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, so, yeah, now it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see whether Vodacom does the same thing down the line. You've got Telcom Mobile. Um, but I, I personally think... You know, perception is everything, and mm-hmm. the, and the, and, the, and the absolutely real, raw, um, understandable reaction of a consumer who signed a contract in good faith, thinking that that's what they've committed to for yeah, two years. Because it's not like we can downgrade to a cheaper package. No, you know, change and, our and, form. and I can't do that to you. If I try and do that to you, you blacklist me. You you it's hand me over for collection. Yeah. You add you add fees. Uh, you add interest and collection costs. And you can suspend my service. Mm. You can do this to me, and what I, you say I can cancel, but I can't actually because I've still owe you a lot for the phone. Yeah. So really, 
it's 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 I, 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 what else can i say it's, yes. it's really unfortunate i've got an sms from uh, carol who says i signed a one year contract at gym a gym that i can't mention and my contract ends the april this year but i got an email telling me about an increase this year january is that possible so here's another uh, an example of another kind of service also changing uh, its terms Okay, so oh, she she was paying a certain amount. No, that's not. They can't. Do the that. increase happened in Jan, and her contract uh, ends in, in well, this April. They, they could do that if they if they unilaterally chose to change the subscription fee as MTN has done. Mm-hmm. But she would have had the right to cancel right then in January without penalty. I must just say, if you haven't done it already and you don't want to stay on beyond April, right? It's too late now to cancel it doesn't just automatically end you've got to give them a month's written notice it's the same thing with the cell phone contract mm. so if if you're listening and you and you you want out at the end of april give them your written um your written cancellation now it must be in writing and you're actually locked in until the end of may oh. now ah so let's look at uh, um, examples of um, other unfair practices when it comes or okay. clauses within contracts yeah, I talk. I get these a lot, and um, a lot of them are in contracts. Just because something's in a contract doesn't mean it it aligns with a law, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it would be binding on you if something happens. So, for example, if you've ever read a hospital form or a form when you take your your car in for a service, or your yes. child's going on some um, adventure outing or something, indemnity. Um, they indemnity and they indemnify themselves for mm. all sorts of things, including their own negligence. Now you can't do that. You can't contract under the law. So even if you put a line through it and they say, no, we can't accept it with a line, I would, I would advise doing it, but it doesn't matter because that contract, the law supersedes their contract. So if they were hugely negligent, they hadn't serviced their equipment or, um, they left the keys. I get these cases all the time. The dealership left the keys in your in your newly serviced car, mm-hmm. and someone could walk in off the street and drive out through security with your car. Huh. That is negligence. It doesn't matter what's in their contract and what you signed. They are liable. So just to be aware that if you ever see and and you will see it all the time in these contracts that they indemnify against the, against even their own negligence, that holds no water. Legally, oh. the other thing is, I get loads oh. of these complaints as well. When people contract removal companies to move their household goods from province to province mm. or even overseas, but it's mostly in, you know within South Africa that I get, um, and they arrive with um, you know furniture gouged and smashed and legs mm-hmm. broken off mm-hmm. and whatever. I've just had a case of a grand piano that was so badly mm. damaged, and then they say, "Well, you didn't take our insurance, so there's no recourse." Absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. The CPA says. Delivering a professional service, if you don't deliver it with the required diligence, professionalism, and care, you are responsible for whatever damage. Good to know. So, yeah, don't let anyone take that, that, uh, deny you um, that recourse. I mean, they need to take responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to let you rest for the week, Wendy. <laughs> Hopefully by next time, this time next week, we'll have no technical or voice issues yes, at all. fingers crossed. <laughs> we love hearing from you. Thank you so much Thanks as always. Thanks so much, Azza. Thank, Thank you. you. That is consumer Bye. journalist Wendy Nola joining us from our Cape Talk studios.